0: The name on the front is a hell of a lot
1: more important than the one on the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about
0: how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Kazap! First try! Why are you so serious? He's a fast killer! I love the smell of napalm
2: in the morning. I'm drinking! I'm a drinking green tea all goddamn
0: day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this.
2: Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for MWB Podcast, presented by GD4GD. And we are back to normal. It is my pick once again. And so I mentioned this in the last episode, but we are now available on both Amazon Music and Audible. Tate, I, I want to get your reaction there. I'm Jacob, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are all over the place with this one. We're on Audible, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what to, when to jump in.
1: That's I'm cool. i kind of confused right now. Right, now. right now. Jump in now. Right now?
2: Well, now. all right. What's up? <laughs> what did you think of the episode last week? Oh,
3: yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I kind of missed my voice in it, but um, other than that...
1: <laughs> we didn't.
3: <laughs> other than that, I thought it was pretty good. I, uh... I, I thought I'd jump in because it made me think about my shows and I'm just going to rattle those ones off because the other one's movies. That's, that's too hard. All the sports talk, go birds. Um, but the three TV shows, man seeking woman, always sunny in Philadelphia and true detective. True detective is a work worse than game of Thrones. It had one good season. No, season three was really good. Well, yeah, true detective is tough because it's only three seasons. Pretty much. Three of my, and I almost like the uh, honorable mention, actually it might be in there, is The Leftovers. Um, But The Leftovers is three seasons. True Detective is three seasons, but two of those True Detective seasons are really good. And then Always Sunny just has got to be up there. One of the best shows ever.
1: Man, between three of us, you definitely have the third best opinions.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the feeling's mutual. (laughs) I mean, that's that's so weird though. Like... Sage and I, as we picked all, like, universally, like, if you were to compile a list, all of our shows would be in at least the top 50, probably. Season one on
3: of True Detective should be the number one for any season I will season say, TV season TV
1: one True Detective is probably the single best season of television ever.
3: Yeah, and so it's hard to not, I mean, it's hard to count that in, like, best TV shows ever, or, like, but I'm just saying, that first yeah. season, and the third season was really fucking good, but that first season is, like, to me, the best one season of TV ever.
1: It is, yeah, for um, me too. But it, man, as a show, it's not top three. It's not Yeah, that's fine. Cent. I can
3: understand that. Um, and then The Leftovers was phenomenal. And then, No, it wasn't.
1: It was good for a season, and then it ended poorly, and then season two was psychotic. You're a bitch.
3: You're a bitch. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and, then and then That's then, Always
1: Sunny in Philadelphia. It's just a bunch of yep. uh, heathens. Yep, just exactly. a bunch of heathens acting like heathens in Philadelphia.
3: And then Man Seeking Woman
1: that's crazy. That's, yeah. Such a good <laughs> that's, show. That's got to be good. so it, bizarre. It's not that good. It's so good.
3: Wow. You I might really as
1: did. well say Brooklyn 99 if you're going to say. No, I Man's might say I Woman. might say Gossip Girl I did, Girl, though, I did XO, forget
2: XO. a show that was Vamp. that should have been an honorable mention and that was um Smallville. The Superman show from the early 2000s. Never watched it but fantastic.
3: All right, we wow. can uh but yeah, episode was good. Boys, missed my uh, missed my voice on there a little bit. I but um, if the ratings go up a lot, you know, I'll just bounce. I'll I'll hop off the podcast. So that was the plan. Um, yeah, that was uh, all, not
1: the plan. That was the hope. I'm that all was for the dream. it. That hey, was the if field of dreams, if
3: all of a sudden listens just
2: triple, I'm out of here, boy. I'm outy Okay, so it is my pick. But first. We are brought to you by GD4GD, so head on over to gd4gd.com and buy some dope gear because $10 of every sale gets donated to their nonprofit partner, which is currently No Barriers. No Barriers is an organization based on hope, optimism, and resiliency for the future. Their framework teaches step-by-step how to break through your own challenges and live a driven, purposeful life. Despite the barriers, both big and small, that each of us face, we can learn how to push past them reconnect with our purpose and unleash the best in ourselves and others. That's right. Um, So, so my pick, I am picking a movie directed and written by John Hughes, um, legendary kind of director and writer through the eighties breakfast club, Ferris Bueller's day off vacation, or at least Christmas vacation. um, Tons of tons of big movies. Um, This movie stars Steve Martin, Love it. And John Candy. Oh, we are watching a movie. (laughs) We're watching a movie that is typically watched around Thanksgiving. It's typically described as the only Thanksgiving movie out there. Um, It is 1987's Planes, Trains and Automobiles. (laughs) Nice. Hour and 33 minutes. I believe it's on Hulu. It's streaming. I feel like we haven't done that for a while. Love it little description of it a man must struggle to travel home for thanksgiving with a lovable oaf of a shower curtain ring salesman and as his only companion
1: shower curtain (laughs) ring salesman. (laughs) that is a
2: funny job
1: (laughs) that's a tougher job than adam sandler in that one movie
2: um
1: the the toilet man
2: that's funny that oh (laughs) um oh Punch yeah drunk. The, like Punch toilet seats yeah. yeah toilet seat salesman
1: yeah.
2: um curtain ring salesman that's funny. i wonder like, if toilet that's seats
1: would be easier than shower curtain mm-hmm. rings
2: i wonder if that's kind of a thing that john hughes likes to do gives his characters just random job titles because in christmas vacation and i'm pretty sure in vacation too chevy chase's character is a food additive developer so he like comes up with different food flavors
3: that is very strange. Yeah, maybe this is a director's choice kind of thing. It, I'm assuming okay, A also John Candy looks like a funny man.
2: He looks yeah, like he's, he's hilarious. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. And Steve Martin? I, I, I don't also know if I fantastic. I don't know if I brought this up when we were first talking about John Candy, you guys have seen Spaceballs, right? Yeah. Negatory. He's he's barf in Spaceballs.
1: Well, okay, he's basically the a dog, a furry. So how yeah. would I be able to recognize him? No, but that's sure. probably I'd the only movies, you know. Yeah,
3: but yeah, okay, okay. that makes sense. But, yep. Um, Steve Martin, though, one of my favorites.
2: I love Steve Martin. Rest assured, right now we will be this podcast will end this episode with Steve Martin playing banjo because. So have you seen play his- the banjo?
1: That's pretty
2: cool. Yeah, he that's like the past like five ten years. He's like taking a step back from acting and comedy to just play banjo
1: that's pretty cool that's very <laughs> that's very dope i'm pretty indifferent on steve martin but that makes it very dope
3: mm-hmm. i love steve martin
2: um jacob so you have seen this um yes and no kind of i this is one of those movies where it was just kind of in in my life growing up where i don't know if necessarily. I've seen this all the way through. I actually, I should say, I don't think I've seen this all the way through that I can remember. So, this is pretty much a new movie to me, though I am just culturally aware of it enough to know kind of the basic plot. Okay,
3: and in the time that you
2: did see it, you were so young that it's like, yeah, you barely, yeah. You barely yeah. watched it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And like, I don't, I, like, I, I doubt I even. Maybe I sat down and actually watched it with my parents when I was young, but I'm sure it was more so just it would be on the TV at certain points around the holiday-ish season. Um, It's it's, it's not a holiday movie, but it it takes place during the holidays. That sounds like a holiday movie to me. No, like Die Hard is not a Christmas movie just because it takes place on Christmas. I'm just excited to see John Candy. To me, up until this point, he has been a ghost, a made-up person. It is time for me to prove that John Candy exists. And I can't wait to do it. We'll see you on the other side.
0: During holiday travel, some people get delirious, some get delayed. And some get (laughs) Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, the Martoni family. Paramount Pictures presents Will oh! Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? I see the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows? Ah! In a new film by John Hughes, Playing, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hello game, hello game.
3: All right. Not only is John Candy look like he's really funny, John Candy is really funny. He has a really
1: good laugh. (laughs) Yeah, he he does.
3: Really good laugh. He has a really good face. I like his face a lot. Yeah. He's a guy. I mean, just everything from his facial expressions. To his laugh, to just the like his, um, whatever you guys guess today, his tone in just his delivering of and his delivery of lines. He fucking was funny as shit. He's Canadian. That's dope. I'm a big time John Candy fan. Dope. I wanna, I could watch an entire series, like a TV show series based on John Candy in this role. He, um,
2: have you guys looked up how he died? Nope, he was forty-three, and had a heart attack in his sleep. Ah, oh, that sucks. Very sad. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's sad. Very sad. Very sad. How but old is he? And how
2: old was he doing this? Do you know? Um, he died in nineteen ninety-four. So this was in eighty-seven. So he was like in his late thirties.
3: So this is one of the last movies that he kind of did.
2: Um, I wouldn't know. He he actually died shooting a movie. Um, it was that's also sad.
1: I mean, that's seven years. So he would have been 35. Yeah. Um, I bet um, he, he would have
2: done filming wagons East when he died. Yep. A Western comedy featuring Richard Lewis, um, the guy from Caddyshack. Mm. One of the guys from Caddyshack.
3: Well, damn, that's a really early age. But yep. I mean,
2: he was, he didn't look like the healthiest he
3: guy, didn't look like the healthiest
1: guy I am.
2: but big time. Not, um, let's see after he did planes, trains and automobiles, he was in a lot of stuff. Hmm. Um, uncle buck, um, rescuers down under, he was a voice in cool runnings, Canadian bacon, rookie of the year. He was in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I'd um, say Canadian like, bacon. Yeah. I love Canadian bacon.
2: That was his last credited role, actually. I'm talking about the food. I know you
3: are. John Candy (laughs) kind of steals the show in this movie, like back to um, planes, trains, and automobiles. I loved him, and I think that's the pretty much, I mean, overall, it's a pretty good comedy. Um, Kind of a weird movie, but um, pretty good comedy. And I think John Candy stole its show. I think he was the funniest. I think he was my favorite Um, he's the only one that really made me laugh. I think thinking back to it, I don't think Steve Martin was that funny. I mean, his character wasn't supposed to be very funny, but, um, yeah, I mean, to me, John Candy just
2: absolutely stole the show with this movie and I enjoyed him a lot. Um, I, I did laugh very hard at the Steve, when Steve Martin was cussing out the rental car lady, like fuck,
1: fuck, 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 fuck. And she's like, well,
2: long and short of it, you're fucked.
3: I, for some reason, like I, I actually think if I would have change anything about this movie, I wouldn't have Steve Martin cast as that role. Cause I don't, I didn't like, I didn't think that that fit him that well to be the one that is all uptight and angry. And cause every other, every other thing I've ever seen him in and like him being a comedian, um, he's kind of screams like a kind of lighthearted, funny role. And so it was at least hard for me like, to watch that. Like I didn't, I didn't like that scene that much. Like I didn't, like him uh, cussing out the lady. I was like, Oh, that just to me, that just didn't
1: fit. If that makes sense. I'm yeah. Definitely I mean, the opposite.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, I think Steve Martin makes a very good straight guy. I think he's done it a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I disagree. I, I think I enjoyed him as a straight man and he can kind of do both. And I think you need a good comedian to be able to play the straight man because they have, it's, there's a lot of comedic timing that comes from the straight guy in the, throughout the movies.
1: Well, one of the big reasons I'm so indifferent about Steve Martin is that he doesn't come off to me as that goofy, silly guy. Whenever he tries to be that person, like the pink Panther, I was annoyed. I was like, cause it just didn't come off very well from him. Like for me, he's not in the realm of Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler where like the goofy role fits the person for me, Steve Martin, it, it feels misplaced, but
2: really.
3: Wow. Yeah. We... I've
1: never seen him as a funny guy, like a goofy guy. Wow. We See, could not be
3: more opposite on this.
1: I it's think it's crazy to me that you guys are like framing this move
2: or framing Steve Martin's career from his 2000s work and even comparing him to comedians from. Well, I'm like not Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. I'm not framing
3: all of his work. I'm just saying that the movies I've seen. with No, for sure. But like, that's your main point like, of
2: reference, right? Is I'm assuming Pink Panther and like cheaper by the dozen.
3: Yeah. I mean, those are like the, the two that first come in my mind. So I'm just saying because of that, I struggled with seeing him as the straight laced uptight business dude, not saying that that's like what his I'm not saying at all, like his career should be the funny guy all the time or that he can't pull this off. I just think for me watching it, I struggled with um, accepting him being the uptight guy because I've only seen him in goofy, lighthearted roles. So yeah, it was mostly just on my end. But yeah, I just didn't, I didn't laugh. I don't think that at all um, to anything that he did in the movie, even though, and like, that's not like he, a lot of times he wasn't the one that you were supposed to be laughing at or like say anything that was really funny. Um, but John Candy. Wow. Yeah.
1: Just... This is only this is only the third Steve Martin movie I've ever seen. Cheaper by doesn't Pink Panther, in this.
2: And see, like for me, I I this is the fourth one for me I've seen Steve Martin. But a lot of these, I was in the same boat as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, where I would I I know them from a frame of reference from uh, Father, the Bride, the Jerk, Three Amigos, a bunch of stuff like that, like his 80s. Uh, And early '90s comedies is kind of where I know him from, and so he plays both kind of sides to it. He he can be the straight man, or he can be kind of the wacky funny guy. Um,
1: Well, in *Cheaper by the Dozen*, I loved him. I hated him, and I did not like *Pink Panther* at all. But in *Cheaper (laughs) by the Dozen*, I liked him, and he was I thought he was better in the more drama roles than he was when he was trying to be a goofy funny dad. And I think this between the three, I definitely liked him in this movie a lot more. Um, I did have a comment. What was it?
2: About John Candy, maybe?
1: Yeah, but I can't remember.
2: Did you like John Candy?
1: Oh, it wasn't about John Candy. It was about uh, just the pace of the movie. It was, uh, God, what did Tate say earlier? I said
3: it was a weird movie. We take so
1: many tangents. um, I said it was a
3: good comedy and a weird movie.
1: Well, I think because it was plain trains and automobiles mm-hmm. it got to automobiles like 30 minutes into the movie yeah and i was like how much longer is in this movie i went up and i was like holy shit there's 50 more minutes are they just going to be in a car for 50 minutes and they were basically in a car for 50 minutes yeah.
3: very weird though it, it should be car... renamed
1: planes trains and mostly automobiles <laughs> <laughs>
3: like he was on a train for like less yeah. than a minute
1: <laughs> L- less than two minutes for yeah. sure
3: and the plane, yeah, one one short little flight that got dropped early. But, yeah, it should be named. <laughs> I kind of like your name.
1: Did you recognize one of the scenes in this movie from one of your favorite comedies? Ooh, no. The mess around scene of John Candy driving? <laughs>
3: that was one of my favorite wait are you talking about when he was playing the keyboard on his hood? yeah and he like (laughs)
1: almost crashed like three times
3: that one had me absolutely dying because he just had the cigarette in his mouth and he was just like going so hard on the
2: (laughs) jazz piano (laughs) and then he's playing the trumpet and he's got his thumb in his mouth
1: uh, wait, do, you, so what do you know what movie that they took that scene from or are they like what movie that use that use used used that scene that you it's no. one of your favorite comedies of all time oh ted ted too. yeah wow
3: that just clicked for me holy yeah, shit I mean, that is the exact thing
1: it's the exact it's mess around because he like has a cigarette and he's like <laughs> and like he that's when they fly he flies into the barn and uh mark Wahlberg's like what happened <laughs> just like the exact same scene
2: wow fuck that's good holy shit good callback yeah um <laughs> I, I laughed very hard when <laughs> they were driving down the wrong way of the interstate he <laughs> were like they said we're going the wrong way and he's like how do they know where we're going they're drunk <laughs> <laughs> he kept like making
3: signals he's to like them about- oh
2: you're right you're right they, they how could they know where we're going <laughs>
3: Even that too, like, I mean, the other one where <laughs> his jacket got stuck. <laughs> he was just... that, that had me, and I was
1: definitely tickled. By I was that. like,
3: I was like chuckling a little bit. And then when he got the other one stuck and they kind of, <laughs> I was at that, at that point I was just like, Oh, okay, this joke's about to end. But it like, doesn't, they like family guy it almost where they just keep it going. And he's just like, yeah. is confident and starts trying to drive with his hips and then all of a sudden, yeah just just so reluctant to wake up steve martin he
1: was yeah what do you know, when he, when he say he's like just calm down <laughs> just calm down breathe and then he just starts spazzing
3: yeah, yeah all of that car scene that was, on the highway yeah. it
1: was very funny that was very very funny
3: i um I mean, real quick. I just want to go on a maybe a little tangent because we. I, I know this is going to come up, so maybe we just get this out of the way. But some of the other really funny things, the <laughs> on the plane where he starts taking off his shoes and socks, <laughs> I started laughing so hard at that just because his face was just going. Oh. yeah, <laughs> dogs are barking. <laughs> just like dogs are barking at me takes I off his laughing. shoe and just looks at steve martin and is like oh yeah that feels good <laughs> and starts taking off his socks and just wait whip, whipping his socks around wow that looked like the most rough plane ride ever but god that would make
1: me laugh how that i mean i totally this isn't like a poking holes it's just like it's fucking rough to have to go all the way to wichita yeah. from new york when you're trying to go to Chicago.
2: I like when he told his wife on the phone, he's like, I'm in Wichita. What does Wichita have to do with Chicago? Yeah. I'm like, well, they had to divert the flight somewhere, but yeah, that is very rough.
1: Yeah. Like not even Kansas city. <laughs> Send mm-hmm. even more South to Wichita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they are 12 hours away on the road. Yeah.
3: Also. Okay. Now I'm just, I'm just kind of reeling ro- through some of the funniest, the things that made me laugh the most. Next one was when they, Initially, get into that first motel room, and they both just look at this, just the single bed, and then it just does the really slow zoomed around the room, pan sh- <laughs> yeah. like pan shot, and it's just like really zoomed in on John Candy's face, just like wide eyed looking at him, and then they both just go. <clears throat> um,
2: uh. and then John Candy asks him if he wants to shower. <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "No, not together."
1: Yeah, John Candy's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> No, <laughs> that's how I'm asking. I wanted to ask you to go first. See, so he's like, oh, no. yeah.
2: <laughs> And then when they wake up, yeah, and- <laughs> when
1: they wake up, art talking. He's like, "Why did you
2: kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand?" And they're like, "Oh, did you see the Bears game?" Yeah, but he's like, "Oh yeah, Bears, Bears be good this year. Bears.
3: Oh yeah." <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Wow. Yeah, John Candy just fucking. I think it's something about like I think his mustache really helps. And making me laugh at him, I think it's yeah. his facial expressions, and I think that mustache with his like kind of unibrow was the funniest combination for his facial expressions. Even when like they're on the bus and that other like weird couple was making out, and asked Steve Martin like you want to take a picture, and John Candy just starts laughing and howling as he's just <laughs> eating peanuts, <and> <laughs> drinking soda. Yeah, and he's just, just like they got you. Oh my God! Even his one liners—that yeah, I did think He's about that. How funny. fucking
1: rough would that be to be right ride right a bus from uh, where the Jefferson City to St. Louis, <laughs> like not like in the pre-phone age. Mm-hmm. That would be. I mean, they their last resort was singing the Flintstones theme oh, song. God, it. that looked horrible. Jesus That's nightmare. <laughs> That's no, no Zoomer millennial would have survived a bus no. ride from Jefferson City to St. Louis in the 80s.
3: I would have rather ridden in the back of that truck with the
1: the dog
2: that was another hilarious was when funny. they finally pull up and yeah. <laughs> it shows steve martin's face and john candy's face and it goes to the dog. yeah that <laughs> made the dog is laughing. frozen
1: yeah, frozen like, growling well, i thought you're gonna say
3: i thought he, it was even funnier the before they got in the truck when the guy pulls up and just has that really <laughs> slow intro and it just shows them sitting there like oh god i hope this isn't the guy and him with his dip he just yeah. could
2: not spit he just keeps like making the oinking noises.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it just kept drooling off of his, he'd like go to spit and it would just drool off of his face. And then he wiped it and went to Shakespeare yeah. Martin his hand.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, and even with, yeah, right before that, when he'd just go, <laughs> he'd, like make like the, just grunt noise yeah. for like a minute and then just start talking to him. And then just said, Oh, you boys don't grab
2: that. My wife's got that. <laughs> <laughs> Their first one came out sideways and she didn't even make
3: a noise. <laughs> wow which also speaking of the noises when they were trying to go to sleep and he kept clearing his throat oh my god that was another fucking family guy moment that just seemed to go on for so
2: long yeah the whole thing everything that he was doing when they laid down (laughs) spilled beer (laughs) he pulls out the book and he's reading it by the lighter yeah (laughs) yeah i thought he was gonna light it on fire (laughs) that would have been pretty funny too
3: even thinking about this, like I I think there were some like Family Guy elements. Like I mean, now thinking back to the Ted thing, but I think there were some Family Guy elements where like they let the joke run on an extra amount of time than like you normally probably would think that it would. And I know Family Guy has used that many times. Mm-hmm. They've even taken it probably to the biggest extreme. But I wonder if what's his name, uh, McFarlane gets inspiration from this kind of stuff.
2: I'm sure he does because I I mean, well, he directly copied from. Yeah, this movie. You, he <laughs> he ripped it. or I shouldn't say rip it off. He he paid he, he made. He paid homage to it, he, tech, and so. he did it really well. <laughs> yeah, I the one thing that I did not see
3: coming was the um, tug at your heartstrings at the end. That got me.
2: I I had a feeling that she might not be around. Like the the I haven't been home in years thing. And then when he was talking to her, when he was stuck out in the car, and Steve Martin was in the hotel room, and I was yeah. like, I think she might be dead, but yeah, I, I guess I didn't try like, to tug at your heartstrings a bit there. I didn't like.
3: I I think I just looked past it as far as like I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna go back and he's gonna invite him to eat with them, and like I was just thinking as like, a, oh, they're gonna end up being friends, but I didn't think about it as far as he doesn't have a family. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it's just gonna be like, you know what, we're good friends now. Why don't your family come join my family? Um, so when he was, yeah, sitting there and he was just like, yeah, my wife passed. I was like, Oh, so yeah, I, I that enjoyed was that game, as an ending.
1: That was a game changer for this movie. It was strictly comedy for me up until that point, And then that scene alone boosted this movie big time for me.
3: Yeah. I, I liked, I didn't see it coming either.
1: I was kind of like, I was watching, but I was like, kind of like, this is just the end of it, another end to another comedy. Hey, buddy, you want to come join me for Thanksgiving? Oh, sure, buddy. Yeah. And they, and I was like, oh, whatever. And then when he ran through that, I was like, I kind of, you know, that meme where like they get serious meme. Yeah, like the video games. That's kind of what I did. I was like laying back, and then I like kind of sat up, and I was like, is his wife dead? And they said, I was like, oh shit, this movie just went boom.
3: Yeah. Well, and then like when they kind of go back and replay some of the conversations that they had where, yeah, like he hints at, or they replay the moment where he's like, oh, I haven't been home in years. And he replays another moment. Um, and then it makes me think about the one where he, Steve Martin, just grilled him in the motel room. And he's just like, you know what? I don't need to hear this from you. He's just like, I like me. My wife likes me, blah, 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 these things. So like it did have some nice little heartwarming mm-hmm. elements mm-hmm. to it. So I, um, it definitely got a little boost for that, for not just being a strictly slapstick comedy, silly goose movie. See how I
2: slipped that one in there. Right. Notice there? <laughs> the guy that he was racing for the cab at the beginning. Who that was? Mister Mister
3: Bacon. Bacon.
1: Yeah. It's officially like the third movie I've seen Kevin Bacon in. <laughs>
3: that was really weird. That was, was crazy.
2: That, was that before Kevin Bacon? Was Kevin Bacon? Mm, I don't think so. So it was just a little cameo? I think so, because I'm pretty sure he did, like, Footloose in the 80s. Um, I really have no concept. Yeah, Footloose was 84. Okay, Um, so Kevin Bacon was on the scene. Yeah, big time on the scene. Like, I mean, Footloose made him, like, an absolute star. Um, Especially amongst the youngins who are now old. He was in Animal House? Yeah. I think he was... He was a very small, small part, because I don't remember him, but I, I I did know that he was in there. Um,
1: I always thought that I never saw Kevin. I didn't even know who Kevin Bacon was. And then someone showed me a picture of Kevin Bacon. I was like, oh, yeah, I know what Kevin Bacon is. What a funny name, Bacon. So I have a thought. Hmm. I think the modern-day John Candy is Zach Galifianakis.
3: Mm, is that a hot take?
1: It's a hot take. I can see it. Watching this, I had major Zach Galifianakis vibes from Hangover, mostly. Yeah, I could... Just kind of like an innocent guy that's just super clumsy like and tries to in do this way, good. but it's just fucking hilarious.
3: Tries to do the right thing, tries to be helpful, and is just fucks things up. <laughs> but yeah, it just also kind that. of
1: the same mannerisms and stuff. I just saw a lot of God, Zach Galifianakis and John Candy, <laughs> or John Candy in either way. I think I'm
3: going to be thinking about this movie... Like in the next couple days and just picture John Candy's face whenever something might happen. I'm just gonna probably bust out laughing.
1: It'd be a good wallpaper for your phone.
3: Did you did you guys see his gloves that he was wearing? The mittens, the red mittens? Yeah, but did you see that they were like hooves? They had a slit down the middle. Huh. huh. Like the three like, ones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like half the time he was wearing like one glove. And then other times he was wearing two, like when the officer pulled him over and he, he put up both, speaking of another funny scene, he put up both of his hands to the officer and one had a glove and one didn't. And he was just like, oh, hey there, officer. That's probably because he was
2: smoking. Oh, was he? I missed that then, if he was smoking. That would be my guess. That would be my guess why he would only wear one glove sometimes. I thought
3: it was just like a little detail that they were going to throw in there just to kind of make him seem even weirder. Cause like in one of the next scenes, he was wearing two gloves, but then again, like at a later scene, he was just had one glove on again. So maybe it was a smoking thing, but I thought it was just going to be,
2: I just thought of that. Yeah. That's no, that's guess. a good,
3: that's a good call. Um, yeah. I thought it was just a, like just to point out that he's just a weirdo, but anywho, that, um, cop scene was very funny. <laughs> and he was just like, it's like, you think this car is drivable? And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, you don't have mirrors. And he's like, no, <laughs> He's like they melted. <laughs> yeah, well, no,
1: do you, they you have a single mirrors. gauge
2: that works? Nope, sure don't. Sure don't.
1: <laughs> and he's like, "Do you but know the how radio... fast you're going?" Oh well, that's the thing. Um, The speedometer's melted, so. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "You're going you.
3: 78." And he's like, "I trust you, officer."
1: <laughs> and that's only because our speedometers melted.
3: <laughs> but then he was just like, "But the radio's working great."
1: Um, yeah, this was a very funny movie.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I I enjoyed it. It was like a light-hearted comedy that had a little bit of, um, yeah, heavy heart at the end, tugging at your heartstrings. But yeah, it was a pretty pretty solid little comedy. I enjoy that it was an hour and a half. It felt um, like there was a lot of cars, a lot of automobiles, but it was good.
1: Yeah, it. Um, the theme or plot, whatever you call it. I feel like has been used since. Because if um, speaking of Zach Galifianakis, wasn't there a movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis that was almost exactly like this?
3: Are you thinking of Get Him to the Greek? No. Oh, there was. What is that Dom movie called? Due date. Due date. Yeah. But that's. I mean. I think it's like. I don't think it's the exact same plot.
1: I've never
2: seen it. It has a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I saw it, but I think it was
1: one of those Robert Downey Jr. will be a dad for the first time when his wife gives birth in five days. He intends to catch a flight home from Atlanta, but a chance encounter with an aspiring actor throws a monkey wrench into his plans. Desperate to reach his wife before their baby is born, Peter's sanity is tested when he must take a road trip cross-country with dog-toting Ethan.
3: Yeah, okay, never mind. That's pretty... Pretty fucking that's, similar.
1: Yeah, that's pretty similar. <laughs> that's very, very similar. But there's like, so this feels like uh, this was pretty original in Inception, like the idea or the theme or the plot or whatever you want to call it, which is cool. Originality is good. Yeah, I have one more thing. Why are all holiday movies in Chicago and New York? That's frustrating.
2: My my guess would be because, one, there are two travel hubs where people travel back and forth so if they're going to set a movie about traveling and a family going somewhere that's how most of the nation or they think most of the nation will relate to and two because those are two big places where a lot of filmmaking happens like let's just and a lot of filmmakers are from those two places let's
1: get a holiday movie in indianapolis boo nope des moines nope boo Laramie.
3: Mm-mm.
1: No, even know that. <laughs> Couldn't day. even get in with Laramie. Just I see what you is...
2: No, see, I just, I just see what you're doing, and I, I, am gonna reject your premise outright.
3: Now, if you said like Montana, I'd be like, hmm. Well, I have, I have just two other things. First, did you guys know that they're making a remake of this film?
2: No, I did not. That's guess who's unfortunate. in it. Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Zac Efron.
3: Nope it's i'll tell you i'll give you the first name and then you got to get the second one don't look it up
1: okay i'm not
3: will smith
1: and that's not the first name
3: that's the first i mean that's who's gonna play steve martin's character who do you think the other person will be in this remake kevin hart yep
2: (laughs) bam i'm good
3: will smith and kevin hart in a remake of this yeah yeah
1: that sounds terrible it's gonna be bad Will do Smith? people actually think that Kevin Hart is a similar personality as John Candy? Why I mean, do people love Kevin Hart? He was a great comedian, but his acting is shit. I don't know. I'm his best though, acting I, performance is four-year-old version. I like Kevin Hart version. more than Will Smith. Oh, I love Will Smith. Will Smith, but, I, I think. Mean, he's been going downhill. Will down Smith,
2: go. yeah, has been on an absolute shit tear of movies. He's yeah, been so bad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love Will Smith, and he's been on a major downhill.
3: Yeah, I just don't think that that remake has any chance of being good. But
1: No way. It's why just, would you even remake it? Yeah, like,
3: why would you even remake it? I mean, there's nothing to gain from it. If you're gonna do anything, just do what they did with Due Date and try and make a similar story and with two new people, um, and have that flop instead. But anywho, I saw that on. Oh, it's also on Wikipedia. Who knows if it's true? Because it has no other details with it other than it just says there's a remake in progress. So um,
1: they're probably talking about it, and then the people, the investors were like, "Wait, this is a really bad idea," and then they stopped.
3: And the, yeah, the direct. The, the studio is going to listen to our podcast and he's going to say, yeah, you're right. This is a horrible idea. We cannot do this. Last one. Thanksgiving food, overrated, underrated, or right on par?
1: Right on par.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're asking me, is it really good? I would say yes. I think the it's only thing so that's underrated, underrated
1: is stuffing. Stuffing's stuffing,
2: stuffing is incredible.
1: Stuffing is incredible. Stuffing I can eat throughout the year. Stuffing is
2: by far the best, yeah.
3: but everything else Thanksgiving wise, Overrated. I do. I don't. I dislike Thanksgiving, like the the classic Thanksgiving meal, except for
1: stuffing,
2: cranberries, mashed potatoes, nope, green get it out. beans, yep.
1: corn. No, nope. you don't like mashed potatoes. He, get it all. He eats out. raising canes four times a week.
3: Give uh, me raisin canes for Thanksgiving. I want to. I want a box combo
1: for Thanksgiving. He just. I'm telling you, he is the third best opinions <laughs> between us. I was just curious. But you guys really enjoy Thanksgiving food. Well, I said it was yeah. on par. I didn't say it was underrated. The only thing that's underrated is stuffing. Stuffing is by far underrated, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, like I can get it if you've never had like a good cooked turkey, if you've never had a well cooked like a well done turkey. I think um, I've had good
3: food. I just think it all is overrated. That's crazy. Thanksgiving is the holiday I think I could skip.
2: That's crazy.
1: That that's, is crazy.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. It's all about Halloween, babies.
1: You're forgetting yeah. the best holiday there is. New Year's is obviously the best holiday. No, New Year's is the worst holiday, actually. What? Yes. No, New Year's is the best. It never lives up
3: to the hype. New Year's is pretty fun. It's New Year's is fine. Then you've great. only had
1: bad New Year's, and that's your own fault.
3: <laughs> we can all agree, though, Valentine's Day is the worst.
1: I. It's... Dumbest fucking! I (laughs) want Valentine's Day to burn. This is stupidest holiday. Fucking hate Valentine's Day.
2: New Year's is the worst. New—I should say—New Year's Eve is the worst. Now, if you're out, out in Kansas on New Year's Day and go winching, that's a lot of fun. But New Year's Eve, as the ball drops, it sucks. Valentine's Day is obviously worse than that. Eh, It doesn't really affect me. I don't have a girlfriend. It's just another day. Wow, yeah, It's just another day. It really is. Like, it maybe if I had a girlfriend of, like, eight years, I'd be like, yeah, this day fucking sucks. Yeah, except I have to
1: wake up and see pink and purple, and I just want to fucking hit my head through a wall. <coughs> Valentine's Day. It's the worst day.
2: All right.
3: That's, that's all I got.
2: Okay, let's get to some scores here. Um, from the aggregators, a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. And 72% on Metacritic.
1: Uh, I can go. I think it was genuinely like in the 7, 72 area for me until the ending. And that ending literally bumped it all the way up to an 82 out of 100 for me. 82? 82. 10 point wow. bump um, from The Dead Wife. Yeah. Just from the end. Yeah. From Dead Wife, 10 point bump. <laughs> it It honestly gave like a solid foundation to the whole movie. I think if it didn't have that and if it was just two guys that bumped into each other and like that was just the way it goes and it was just a fun comedy thing, it would have been a lot less interesting to me in the end. But now I would... like Before, you'd probably have to... It'd probably be a few years before I see it again. But after finishing, I'm like, yeah, I'd probably want to watch this movie again next Thanksgiving.
3: All jokes aside,
2: that um, bump for that reason is... Really legit. I'm just surprised this got over the eighty point threshold of comedies. Well, see,
1: that's for me that it didn't it didn't make it a comedy anymore. Yeah, after the that's ending, fair. like it didn't feel. That's what I'm saying. Like it changed the foundation of the movie for me. Like it after that last scene, it was no longer just a comedy movie for me. All right, I
3: am going to give this a seventy-five. Um, to me, it was right down the middle. A really good. I think it was a pretty. Pretty damn good comedy, um, but I, like, I, I, I did think that, like, throughout watching it, I was like, oh, it was kind of also a little bit of a weird movie. I don't know. I'm not, like, overly impressed by it. Again, I said earlier, I don't, like, I didn't love Steve Martin um, as the main, as one of the main guys, um, but John Candy was fucking awesome, and this isn't a movie I would say that I'd, like, re-watch every year, but it is totally that type of movie where if you, like, just turned on the TV... Um, or like there's a TV in the background and it, like you're at a hotel or whatever and there's just it's just on. I would totally leave this movie on and just remember and watch all those funny scenes again um, while like doing something else and not fully paying attention. But um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good movie. But I'm gonna stick to a 75. No, um, dead wife
2: bumps from me. Okay, I am going to be giving this movie an 84. Um... That's about what I expected to give it. I expected to give it somewhere in the 80s. Um, there were definitely some weird kind of editing things. I didn't love the kind of end when he was thinking back when he was on the final train in Chicago. It, was, it just kind of came off as kind of weird. Um, and then this is something we didn't talk about. but And it didn't dock any points, but there was an end credit scene. Yep, I watched it. Did you? Yep. It was so pointless. Yeah. <laughs> It was so pointless. It was just the boss sitting there looking at the three paintings, trying to figure out which one he wanted with his Thanksgiving meal. There, yeah. It I'm glad that you Zola. watched.
3: I'm glad that you brought that up too because I totally forgot to bring that up. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I no idea what you guys talked about only, I didn't watch it. The only reason that I didn't is because I finished the movie before you guys, and when I texted and I didn't hear back, I just kind of like looked at my phone and let the rest of the movie credits run. Um, yeah, and at the literally the very 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 end. It just showed the boss still looking at the, all the different art. Anywho, yeah, it was a Silly Goose little last credit scene.
2: God damn it. You just had to get Silly Goose in there, didn't you? <laughs> I fit it in earlier <laughs> in this episode. Uh, I didn't hear it then. <laughs> um, okay, that's going to be an average score of 80, and that's going to do it for today. If you have thoughts or questions, you can shoot us an email at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. We're also on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Also, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on, especially Apple Podcasts. Just make sure they're all five stars.
3: And if you don't, I'm going to make you take a bus from St. Louis, Missouri to Chicago?
2: How about Jefferson City to St. Louis if you're aiming for what they did in the movie? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, okay, there we go. We'll catch you next week at the movies.
0: Our next guest will be appearing at the 6th annual New Yorker Festival on Saturday, September 24th. Please welcome Men with Banjos Who Know How to Use Them, featuring Steve Martin and Earl Scruggs.
2: One of the current crop of New Young Comedians breaks me up because he's got a hinge loose somewhere, which I think you have to have to be comic. You have to think funny and think ridiculous. Um, his name
0: is Steve Martin, of course. He'll be appearing at the Exit in Nashville, Tennessee, and on the 12th of this month. Hi, I'm Steve Martin with the Steep Canyon Rangers. Welcome to P.A.C.E. Bonjour. Je m'appelle mm-hmm. Steve. Oh, Sorry. We're not doing this in French, are we? I? forgot. <laughs> anyway, we're going to play a couple of tunes uh, off our new record, and uh, I'm proud to work with these guys, the Steep Canyon Rangers. Whenever I tell that joke, I get kind of depressed. I, sh- I shouldn't talk about this, but it was my old girlfriend's favorite joke, and uh, you know, sometimes after this show, I'd come home, we were together about three years, and I'd come home and tell it to her, and she'd laugh, and i get kind of sentimental, because she's not living anymore, and that's... And I guess I kind of blame myself for her death. Um, I shot her. <laughs> Okay, let's, let's get going. Here we are. It's a tonight show, you're expecting to see a professional show. That's what I'm here to do, professional comedy. Let's get going with professional show business. Here we go, hey, hey! Isn't that a happy sound? When you're with me, it's like being at Shakey's Pizza all the time, you know? I think, I think people who are out of work, instead of giving them money, we should give them a banjo because it's so happy. They can just go home and, did you get a job today, dear? Nope. <laughs> Doesn't matter, though. <laughs> Sing along, kids. I just thought the banjo was the one thing that could have saved Nixon. You know, if he, if he went on television and went, hi, ah, everything's great.